Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of your favorite show. Save it for the show. I hope it's your favorite show. Not well, maybe not your favorite show, but certainly top ten, top five, top three. Yeah. Maybe there's there's somebody out there that could say that my show is their favorite. Then man, tell me and. I will have you come on my show next week because I love you. So episode 15, going to be a great episode. Very lucky to have a good friend of mine who's been a friend of mine for a few years. And Milestone, she's a lady. I thought the only lady listeners I had were my mom and my sister and a couple other friends. But sure enough, there are ladies that listen to me and uh, appreciate my humor. And Angie is definitely one of them so very happy to have her on and she's kind of part of the reason that i started this certainly gave me some inspiration for that so without further ado i'm going to give her a call let's see if skype treats me right hello hi is this angie it is how's it going it's going great the giants are up <laughs> oh nice you're not supposed to talk about topical things like that on the show Sorry. You're already off to a bad start. Son of a bitch. Can you edit it out? Uh I could, but I probably won't. So who cares? Right. I'm glad to hear nice. I'm glad to hear the Giants are, are winning now though. Yeah, but there's still a game tomorrow, so it's fine. Right. So it could be any day. It could be any day. Are you scratching your microphone on something or eating out of a cup? <laughs> I'm not eating out of a cup. It was probably my microphone on my shirt. You know, I, I don't know if you ever listened to this show, but it's very technical and well-produced <laughs> i know you never have drop calls no everybody's got their shit together right so stop um, eating out of a cup or do it okay so all right well thank you for coming on i was in my little intro thing i was saying that first of all a that i have actual female listeners you being one of them and not just like my wife and sister no it's true and there's probably more than you i mean it's got to be at least one or two other ones yeah. Well, I know a couple of my friends are listening now. Well, they're certainly going to be listening when they hear that you're on. So. That's the only reason I had you on. I just Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, I'm just kidding. Plus you're you're great. And I was saying, kind of part of my inspiration for doing this, I you and I are kindred spirits, I think in that regard where we both have passion projects and you in particular uh, have one of your own. And you know what? How about Tell me a little bit about it. Let's. I'll give you the floor. Uh, let me know. Let, t- tell tell the listeners at home about the hotness. Oh, okay. So um, weird. I started um, a style, personal style blog, um, about a year, almost two years ago now, and it was pretty much a joke. Whenever I started it, ah. basically my boyfriend was like, Angie, you need a, you need a writing outlet. Like I'm sick and tired of being on all these chain emails that you write to your girlfriends. Cause I really don't get the inside jokes. Right. And, and I'm like, well, I just kind of want to get you involved. He's like, well, just start a blog. So, uh, it kind of seemed, I, I did it more to make fun of style bloggers yeah. because I felt like they took themselves super seriously and I don't well, that's, take myself seriously in anything. That's the impression I got from it. I mean, I, I did read it, and I, I still do. And you, especially back then, you like you would use funny gifts and things that I think a lot of people do now. But you know, you were doing that, you know, two and three years ago. So 
Kudos to you. Well, thanks. Um, I, I, so my dad actually used to be a, a style blogger. Comedian. No, yes, he was. Oh. He was a three hundred pound style blogger. Ah. Um, no, he used to be a stand up comedian. So um, wow. I got this like type of like uh, riffy type of com- comedic thing from him, where we would always have these inside jokes, and you know we're Sicilian, so we like to tell stories. So sure. Um, I kind of used it as my platform to tell stories. So you could literally take my blog, take the pictures, the really shitty iPhone pictures off of my blog, and um, the words will still stand. The content will still stand. Totally. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of become my passion, and I need to figure out how I can just get paid to write really silly things. I know. Me too. If you figure it out, let me know. I will. You'll be the first person I tell. Goodness. Well, it's funny you say that because on my first episode, I think, where I was wasted and I kind of talked about my inspiration for this thing, it's kind of similar to yours. I used to write these sport recaps, and I don't know shit about sports. I mean, I like the Giants, and like my last show said with Josh, he's made me a man because of that, but I would just use that as an excuse to write these awful, like weird stories about growing up and that that's kind of what led me to that. So yeah, if you remove the sports from that, I, I definitely feel you there because that to me is what's so great about your stuff is the way you write. And yes, you know, not to mention your clothes are always awesome. The things you your little accessories and purses and all that fun shit, which obviously I'm very into. But yeah, I, I see. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's it's hard yeah. too because everybody and I kind of feel I'm subject to this too, at least for myself. Like there's so many other people doing this that. Sometimes I feel like, well, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, there's so many other people. This is stupid. Do you ever find yourself feeling, you know, those like, this is awful and I hate this thoughts? Yes, I feel that constantly. I actually wrote an email to one of my best friends who actually, so I've made a lot of really good friends through blogging. And I was writing an email to her and I was like, you know, any jack off can like start a blog. Like these girls take themselves so seriously, but um, hello, you're a fucking blogger. Right. Like, shut up, you know? And, um, but that's, and then I just kind of do, I feel like that, like, why am I just putting this content out there? People must be like, God, this girl is absolutely out of her mind. She's a 31 year old who talks about fucking unicorns and Britney Spears. Right. (laughs) And, and illustrates her, her content with animated GIFs. Right. I'm like, I'm sure people think I'm completely ridiculous, but it actually seems to be going pretty well. I'm like, people are excited to meet me now. And I'm like, yeah. You must be the dumbest person alive sometimes. <laughs> no, because that, that's the thing. Like, the more you are yourself, the better you are. I mean, if you had to do a blog where you took it very seriously and, like, high fashion-y, and I think people would hate that because it wouldn't seem genuine because you'd be faking it. I mean, absolutely. what you're doing well, is great. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. It's super encouraging because sometimes whenever you're just throwing yourself out there on the on the regular, and, I'm, I, and I know you, you feel where I'm coming from here, it's just like you almost get defeated and like, okay, what is this? Where is this going? What What is this going to evolve into? And, you know, how do I keep it interesting? Yeah. And um, it's for me, it's always trying to find that creative outlet. And I never know what the hell I'm going to write about. I have no idea. Nice. So I just, I know I need to post something and at a certain time. So I get in this rhythm of I'll just put on like, don't make fun of me, but I like listen to like Beyonce or like something ridiculous like the Grouch and Eli, which is what I was listening to earlier, which you should look them up. 
Uh, sure. They're in your area. Um, it's kind of like some. Oh yeah. No, I used to love them when I went to school in Reno. Yeah. So I kind of listened to that kind of stuff and then just, you know, kind of flood my mind with music and then whatever happens happens. And, you know, when I was working in ad agencies, I used to get funny stuff like it floated to me constantly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now I have to really dig for interesting content or interesting topical content sure. um, that I wasn't having to do before because you're working with all these like incredibly funny, uh, very, you know, artistic individuals and everybody's like sharing content. So now it's like I'm kind of a lone wolf. I feel like I'm out here on my own island. Yeah. And trying to trying to really make it. And it's it's actually been a good exercise of my creative muscle. Nice. Well I shouldn't sound dirty. No, no. That's weird. Creative muscle's good. I it's funny because ad agencies are probably one of the only industries where you are supposed to be on Facebook and you're supposed to be looking at Twitter and going on sites and I think every industry does it, except it's nice that, you know, especially if you're a creative, like your job is to know what's out there and to surf the web and to know what's cool and what's not cool. And that's, that's kind of a nice thing. But then again, I think it also makes me hate it. Like I hate the internet as much as I love it. I know. I hate it when people are like, Oh, did you see this really cool thing? And like, it's the next best, best, next best great thing. And you're like, I saw this like three months ago. It's so old. Right. Thanks mom. Become cynical. Yeah. I know. Thanks, mom. Right, I, I do that to my wife a lot, and she hates it. It drives her crazy. It's, it's. It, I, I feel like sometimes, um, having been in that environment so long, that I was one of those like really douchey internet snobs. Huh. Uh, but now I've, I, I, you know, got knocked down a peg or two now that I'm on the client side, and it's just like, anytime anybody from advertising has anything to say, I'm all ears <laughs> because right. I miss. That's funny. Well, okay, so let's do this. Um, yeah, we could talk about advertising for sure. Angie used to work at a great agency in San Francisco, and we worked together quite a bit, but um, we'll save that for the end because yeah, we have other fun things we can talk about. about. Oh. You've talked about a ton of advertising. I know. And my sister gave me a hard time. She was like, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed that advertising show. And I was like, <laughs> what do you want from me? This is my life. I mean, if I was a painter, I couldn't help but talk about painting or making sandwiches if that's what i if i worked at subway what i mean sorry yeah well okay no advertising talk no fantasy football talk i also got shit for that too no well one thing we can't talk about is real treat real treat real treat so it's really becoming a thing i'm sticking to real treat oh you know what i was gonna say the difference too between some dumb style blogger is you keep doing it like that's what i keep telling myself like I think there's lots of podcasts and lots of blogs that have 30 posts or 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. And then you get busy or you forget or you're like, eh, it's like working out or being on a diet or something like totally. sticking with it is what's hard. So that's the thing. I mean, you've been doing it now for what, a, a couple of years? Yeah. But I will tell you, it's incredibly important to take breaks whenever you feel like need to, needing to take a break. Sure. Um, I took off about a month. I took almost the entire month of August off and I came back with like kind of my own manifesto of um, called the the Bradshaw effect. And it it basically was talking about how Carrie Bradshaw has tainted all of the women in my generation of thinking that all of us need to have all of our money spent on clothes and things that are in our closet. Wow. And it's... um, 
basically saying that we know what Manola Blahniks are and Cosmos and why we should read Vogue instead of eating because those things are more important and nourish our souls more and why they're important to a woman. But when you sit back and you realize that you're 31 and all of your money is hanging in your closet, huh. it's quite a, a jarring experience. So um, yeah. starting two weeks ago, I went on a spending freeze from the beginning of September until um, until January 1st, 2013. Wow. So I am not to spend any money on clothes at all during that time. And um, it's interesting because my boyfriend and I were sitting at dinner one night and I had kind of just started doing my fall shopping, buying boots, buying sweaters, that type of thing. And, he, sure. and I said, hey, I went shopping and I bought a few things. He's like, well, how much money did you spend? It's like $675. Oh. He looked at me and he's like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. I would have like, done the same thing. I would have looked at my wife the same way. Well, when you're single, you're you like, oh, well, I'm mean, in love with my boyfriend, but it's like I'm not married. I I don't have like right. I don't have kids or anything. So, my money does go to like frivolous things and vacations and stuff like that. And he's like, "Angie, the money that you just spent, you could have bought a plane ticket to Italy." Right. Yes, on boots and a jacket. Yeah. So, well, I mean, three pairs of boots and six sweaters. So, All right. Exactly well, you still are, you know, you still know a value when you see one. Right. So he was like, and you can spend money on clothes from now until the new year. He's like, but if you do, you owe me a thousand dollars. So even if you spend $30 on a pair of shoes, just know it's a hunt. It's $1,030. Wow. So for your, your site, are you just making it work and like using your stuff and changing them and making different outfits? Yeah, totally. So what I've done is um, I've kind of thrown it out there. A lot of people it struck a chord with. And so there's a couple of other style bloggers who are kind of joining me and doing the spending freeze until the end of the year or however long they can do it. That's fun. We're organizing swaps, regional swaps. Um, so girl, women could come together, um, donate their clothes to a swap, and we all swap clothes. Whatever's left over, I'm going to donate here in the San Francisco Bay Area to this wow. um, project. Um, and I have a friend that's in Phoenix and she's doing the same thing. So they'll be finding a local teen charity there. That is so cool. Thanks. I mean that I'm not, no bullshit. I mean, it would be like you, you write this blog. I mean, you live in San Francisco, you're like a hip woman with expendable income. And I think it's kind of like, you're sort of, I don't want to say giving back, but you in a way it's nice. Like if you, I don't know, had a food blog and all you did was talk about how much food you ate constantly. It's sort of like you're realizing, you know what, I could flip this a little bit and, and even make it more meaningful. Absolutely. And uh, one thing that kind of was bothering me and why I took some time off in August was I was feeling like I was really being a stumbling block for people. And um, I was looking at this, the debt ratio for women my age and who are unmarried. And it's actually it's it's staggering. Oh, I'm and sure. And the credit card debt and everything is just completely staggering. And I found that women spend eighty five thousand dollars, yeah, eighty five thousand dollars in their lifetime on clothes, and that does not include my generation. Wow. Um, so I think that it was like this warping of the Carrie like, of Carrie Bradshaw and how she warped our minds. So that's kind of why I'm calling it the, the Bradshaw effect. That's our hashtag. Um, I like that. To donate money to princess project can hashtag me um or at me at, at t-h-y-m-w-y-a and um i can hook you guys up with um a donation to 
um, our local teen charity here. Now, I, I, now I feel like all of a sudden my show means something. Like I'm not just talking about jerking off and stupid stuff. I'm glad I no flashlight. No flashlight. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that's awesome. Well, yeah. In the little thing when I write it up, I'll, I'll put a link to your your Twitter and and that charity and all that stuff. And you know, it's not just women either. Like I know a ton of my guy friends who are I'm 31 too, who are in their early 30s or late 20s. They don't have a dime to their name, and they don't even have a closet full of clothes. I mean, they've wasted their money on fast food and, and electronics and, like, stupid cars, and they don't have a dollar in the bank. I don't know what effect I would coin that, the, the dumbass effect, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not just ladies, so don't don't feel too bad. You're, you're not alone. No, and it's uh, it's actually a good thing, and that's you know why you find a partner in life that can kind of even even you out and tell you when you're being a real idiot with your money, you know, and you don't get offended by it. Yes, we can only be so lucky. Yeah, I'm yeah. done that with my wife, and because I, I don't spend a dollar on clothes, and when she does buy me clothes, I'm like so thrilled because I, I don't know what I'm buying. All right, enough of that. We were okay, sorry. We were started talking about the real treat. So. Oh. You so, yeah, you sent me one last week, which I thought was pretty rad. Unless you have a different one. I, that's that's the one. It's uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, and it's Jerry Seinfeld's new um, new series, and it lives on the web only. And it's Jerry getting a he's a car enthusiast, so getting all these sick cars and hanging out with his comedian buddies like Larry David and Carl Reiner and. Ricky Gervais and going and grabbing a cup of Joe and just shooting the shit and they they are just riffing off of each other and it's hilarious. It was and so funny. I watched a couple of them when you sent it to me and it's like to me Seinfeld's show is you know arguably one of like the best shows ever. Yeah. And it's not like he stopped being funny. He just you know I heard that he makes take a guess how much money he makes a year in syndication on Seinfeld. Oh my god! I can't even wrap my mind around that. I have no idea. Just, just throw out a number. Eighty mil. Close. Fifty mil. What? I mean, he's making fifty million dollars a year for doing nothing. Doing nothing. So about a show about nothing. Oh yeah, exactly. There you go. Hey yo. So I almost can't blame him that he hasn't done shit but just buy weird cars and just kind of disappear from the limelight. Yeah. But the show is hilarious. My point being is he's still funny as shit. Like, he's out there. The, the one I watched was with um, Colin Quinn. And Ugh. Colin Quinn was hilarious. Like, it's it's shot really cute. Like, of course it is. And they were in, like, some Brooklyn coffee shop. And all the B-roll was really good. Like, yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. I The one recently was uh, Mel, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner. And one of the outtakes is Mel Brooks cussing out Carl Reiner and Jerry Seinfeld for for stopping their shows at the height of their at the height, so the Dick Van Dyke show from Carl Reiner and huh. uh, Seinfeld. So it's interesting. It was it was really funny. You also have to know about me. I like two kinds of comedy. I love Jewish comedy and I love black comedy. It's just that's it. That's all I like. I think I really do too. That's funny. I never thought of it that way. Like most of the comedians I do like are Jews, and uh, I mean, of course, I like black comedians. I mean, who doesn't? Well, and I totally judge people's intellect off of the fact that if they do or do not like uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's bad. I like it. Me too. Okay, Okay. so I think you're smart. All right, great. Passed. Passed. I was, you know, I was trying to think what my real treat was, and 
I, if I'm just saying what I thought, it was it was a real treat, like an actual treat. I was gonna do a riff on candy corn, but I feel like it's too early. I gotta save that for closer no, to Halloween. Okay. So, oh, you know what? Okay, my sister, love her to death. She sent me a real treat, and this is a good one too that I can definitely get down with. TV shows are coming back, and like over the summer, I'm glad I started this over the summer because in essence, this was like my tv show of sorts because i didn't watch any mm-hmm. um but i am kind of pumped like i am a sucker for you know like even the stupid the office and and parks and rec like i don't love them but i don't hate them and part of me it's kind of nice to have something back on tv to watch i don't know about you you don't strike me as much of a tv watcher oh my god are you kidding me okay let's take that back i'm i am i am an epic tv watcher all right well wait a second i i should because i do know about you like I'm not counting like Kardashian type shows. No, I, I don't watch. I actually don't watch reality television. Really? Yeah, I watched um, like I watched Real Housewives in New Jersey for like a couple of episodes, and I watched Mob Wives, and I, but that just made me violent. <laughs> yes. So I stopped watching that. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I love The Simpsons. Like that was my favorite show growing up. I can pretty much quote every Simpsons episode. So, but do you um, still watch I, it? I do. Really? Uh huh. I was watching one tonight. It was about meth. Wow. I I haven't watched it. I I like you. Like I watched it right crazy, but then I just kind of stopped and I I never picked it back up again. Here's a funny story about us in the Simpsons. So I have a brother. He's five years younger than me, and um, my parents divorced when I was like five, and I was like fifteen. We had to go up to Kentucky where my grandparents live for Thanksgiving. That's my dad's side, and my all my brother was talking about. And the 12-hour drive from Tampa to Louisville, Kentucky was like, he was just quoting The Simpsons. And my dad just <laughs> flips out and he's like, Anthony, if you talk about The Simpsons one more time, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> and so we get to my grandparents' house and everybody's having a good time. We're like a day in and Anthony's being so quiet. And my aunt and uncles, I was hanging out with my aunt and uncles who are like 8 and 10 years older than me. And... Um, they're like, Anthony, what's wrong? And he's like, well, Dad said I can't talk about The Simpsons, so I don't really know what else to talk about. And he said he was going to beat my ass. Oh, my God. My aunts and uncles were like, you can talk about The Simpsons, but that's how, however much you want to. Oh, that's hilarious. So into it we were. It was like we couldn't actually like get into reality because we were so involved in The Simpsons. Oh, my sister and I, it sounds like we were probably like your brother and you were – we even had this book, like after the fifth or sixth season, I don't remember where, now it would be unmanageable. It would be like a, an encyclopedia-sized book, but it was like every episode and every plot line, all the inside jokes, and we read this book like cover to cover for like a few years. I mean, it like floated around our house. It kind of never got put away. Oh, so great. So good. Yeah, it's a good show. So the shows that I'm into now are like, you know, Walking Dead, Sons of Anarchy, Boardwalk Empire, right? Uh, the Newsroom, which I know you don't watch, and obviously Breaking Bad. For so sure. Good. You know, I've heard Sons of Anarchy is good. I should get into that too. I, I kind of, I have to have violence in TV shows for me to really hang on to them. Well, it makes it certainly a lot more intense. Well, speaking of violence, like Walking Dead is like a gore fest. It's crazy how, what it's oh, become. Oh my gosh. Well, so you sent me down this rabbit hole of podcasts. Am I going over? I'm going over. Anyways. um, So I found this thing called We're Alive, and it's a podcast. It's like a zombie apocalypse podcast, and it's been going on since 2009. So there's 
tons and tons of episodes. And how it starts is like kind of janky and um, they have like, you know, professional actors that act it out. It's like, I don't know, I feel kind of old timey listening to it because it's like it's wow. a radio show. And they're in, you know, between 15 and 25 minute increments. And um, I've been listening to them intensely. It's a good little holdover for Walking Dead. I really highly recommend it. I didn't even realize as like an art form or a medium that stuff like that existed. It's amazing. That is cool. Yeah. I so. I bet I like that a lot because I listen to a lot of books on tape. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. Just Game of Thrones right now. And so good. I I like listen to the guy and he's doing the men's voices and the women's voices and it's so good and I I bet I would like that too. I wonder if there's other shows that have a similar like like you said old-timey radio. They have like the saw out like making noises like thunder and lightning. Yeah. Well, they definitely have a lot of gunshots in it, so oh. I wouldn't listen to it around the kids. I mean, it's super violent, and they cost and everything, so I wouldn't listen to it around I, your adorable children, who I want to eat up like angels. Oh, thank you. They are They're so cute. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, thank you know what? I, I've been meaning to ask you this, and here's a perfect opportunity. You, all right, maybe, I hope, oh, I should have asked you about this. This is a sore spot. Your dog. Did, did mm-hmm. your dog die? No. Okay, okay, yeah. What happened so, with your dog then? Because I've always wanted to ask you. So you have no, a cool. yeah. Go ahead. Tell. So I ha- tell the world. So I have the most amazing dog. His name is Ziggy. He's the most handsome bulldog that has ever bulldogged. No wait. And, is, um, is it Ziggy the comic or Ziggy Marley? The Marley. Oh, okay. Um, so I spent some time um, during college in Jamaica and ha- became in love with the Marleys. So gotcha. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I had Zig from the time he was a puppy until um, this December when my boyfriend and I moved in together. Um, he has a three-year-old, and uh, she's with us every other weekend. And um, we were moving, trying to find an apartment that would take a dog, and nobody would in the city. Oh. So, yeah. So um, I reached out to my Facebook friends and family. and was like, hey, listen, does anybody know of anybody who wants a bulldog, you know, just for a few months until we get settled and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, My boyfriend's cousin contacts me and says, my cousin, her cousin is a bulldog breeder. Well, Zig has the world's biggest balls. He's completely intact because I could not bring myself to actually Ah. fix him. Nice. (laughs) So gross. So he's... um, So I gave him to the breeder, and he's been with him. um, Just spreading his seed all over California. Yeah, for sure. Um, But here's the deal. The breeder, he was on loan. Now the breeder won't give him back. What? Swear to God. What do you mean he won't give him back? He won't give him back to me. I'm going to beat this motherfucker's ass. This is how this is going to go down. Like this is like a legitimate thing? Like he's refusing? Like a legitimate, yeah. And he won't tell us where he lives. He won't let him come and visit us. Nothing. What? So he's like dog napped. He's dog napped my dog. Oh my god! I called, I called PetSmart because Ziggy went to you know the um, what was it uh, the Banfield Animal Hospital and he had a chip uh-huh. in him and I called them to like try to help me find him and apparently the guy had come in and switched all of his information over. Whoa. Because he's just like such a beautiful bulldog that he just wants his seed. Yeah. 
You should post a picture of Zig on your. You should post a picture of Ziggy shitting in the middle of prayer in Odell. I've seen that picture. You, I've seen the video. I think. Yeah, it was on. It, it made it to the ethicist. I think something stupid. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. so this is blowing my it's mind, wet. though. Like how? So when your cousin gave this person the dog, did they meet at like a store and not their house? No, no, no. He actually came to my old apartment in Pacific Heights that I was moving out of and he came by and he was like, he seemed legit. Like my boyfriend was there and he knew of his family and everything. And, um, they talked and he was like, yeah, you know, whenever you, if you guys ever want him back like for a visit or if you ever want him back, you know, just let me know, I'll bring him to you. You know, your girlfriend's really torn up and all this stuff. Wow. It was, I, it's, it's terrible. Like I got into like a huge text message argument with this guy over actually last Friday. Wow. See, I, because all I've ever seen is like you, every once in a while, obviously you miss him. He's like, what made me think of this is you talking about my kids and obviously you love Ziggy like he's, you know, your son. That's my son. That's your son. And just like I post an Instagram of my children, you would sort of like longingly post a, a cute picture of Ziggy. And I never really got what your, because I think like eight months ago or whenever you moved in, at first you were saying like, Something about breeding. So I thought maybe mm-hmm. you were like you know, letting him sow some wild oats, but then it seemed like it was going on way too long, and maybe he died. But to hear he's kidnapped. Yeah, he's he's dognapped. So that was the thing we were going to give him up to breed, and he was going to help us like take like house him until we got settled, and then it was just like dragging on for way too damn long, and now it's just wow. Well, capers, yeah. Maybe you know what? Listen, all my listeners, let's let's rally the troops. <laughs> We're gonna storm this guy's compound, and he's got like a ton of bulldogs over there. But man, well, I, you know, I, I hate to end the note on uh, the, the show on such a sad note. No, but, it's not sad. Like it's just it is what it is. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, keep me posted. Okay. All right, so let's figure out something funny to leave us on. Okay, well, something will come up. Um, so all you. Right. Yeah. What's your, oh you gave me your you told me your outro song and I already forgot it. It was a couple of days ago. What was it? Mac Dre. Oh and, yeah. And I'm feeling myself. Yeah. So there you go. That's what well, You need more rap involved with your Albie Shore intro. I know. Even it out instead of that old man. What was what was what would it, what did Josh play like something? Oh, Grateful Dead. Ugh. ugh. I know. I'm I'm not a big fan either. Well. Yeah, but okay. Even out what my well, hold on a second. Mike, like, Mike had salt and pepper. That was you know. Oh, he did. That was good. Yeah, right. Mike's got good taste. Yeah, Mike's a good guy. <laughs> All right, well, the song's playing. You're the best. Learned a lot today. The, the Bradshaw effect. Poor Ziggy. Dog napping is real. It happens. <laughs> um, so- I it's been great. So thank you for coming on, Angie. You're the best. Thanks and I, for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. My pleasure, and I, I appreciate all your support. You've been great. Absolutely. All right, thanks, lady. Save it for the show. Save it for the show. <laughs> bye. All right, bye. Wow. Well, man, I'm I'm really kind of torn up about that dog being taken away. I, I think about my own stupid dog that pissed in the house and. Uh, threw up all of her food in the backyard yesterday and was covered in flies. I love her. And yeah, if I gave her to somebody and they wouldn't give her back, it's like taken dog taken. It'd be a version of taken with Angie finding the dog and 
killing lots of people with ponytails and leather jackets. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. Episode 15, save it for the show. Rate, subscribe. I mean, look, do me a favor. It, it would really be giving me a, a blessing. No, God, blessing. Not religious at all. I take that back. Um, it would be great. Just do it. God damn it. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I'll see you soon.